Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. So what does food mean to you? My guest this week is author, culture expert, Orme Hussein, and she actually lived in Italy also for quite some time, and she's going to share with us some tips as well as share her story with us and I will be sharing my recipe for these little bite-sized Italian cookies they're really popular whenever I write about them on my blog I get so many hits on my blog they're called Anginetti and uh, I will be giving a recipe for Anginetti but that recipe is part of a excerpt from my latest book the basic art of italian cooking diaries seasons and it's an excerpt from um a month in october that i was in italy and the uh excerpt is called dolce anginetti and it will include a recipe for anginetti so stay with me and as promised, here's the excerpt from A Month in October, Dolce Anginetti, from my latest book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, Diaries, Seasons. And this excerpt also contains a recipe for Anginetti. I'll have the recipe on my blog, but uh, you can get your pencils out if you'd like to write the recipe down. Before I give this excerpt, I just wanted to remind everyone that I will be appearing at the Valley Forge Casino and Resort on October 21st and 22nd at the Taste Philadelphia Festival of Food, Wine, and Spirits. And I will be appearing with some other celebrity chefs along with, wow, I'm really excited, Kurt Russell. So please join us. I'll be sampling recipes from my book and uh, probably be cooking on stage also and be doing a book signing and i will also be at the lancaster festival of food wine and spirits at the lancaster convention center on november 11th and 12th i'll be joining a lot of other celebrity chefs there's always great food great wine great spirits and lots of fun at these events so please join us you can get tickets online and if you have any questions about either event you can email me at info at marialiberati.com dolce anginetti what is it about cookies or dolce in italian that have even the harshest food critics saying mm, whether these sinfully sweet desserts are prepared warm and gooey or tastily crunchy, I've never met a cookie that even Santa Claus didn't like. Derived from the Dutch word cookie, that's K-O-E-K-I-E, -E, meaning little cake, in most countries, cookies are referred to as biscuits. Dating back as far as the 7th century, these perfectly sized treats journeyed globally into the hearts of society by the 14th century, quickly becoming a scrumptious crowd pleaser among travelers, street vendors, and social classes alike. By the 1600s, cookies marched straight into 
the ovens of the Americas, proving a multitude of recipes were anything but cookie cutter. <laughs> the delicious aromas springs a nostalgic vision of generations hovering over antique appliances, waistlines cinched in funky aprons, as family traditions and bake-offs leave us wanting more. Anginetti, which are a personal favorite of mine, are a traditional Italian cookie biscuit crafted to pillowy white hints of lemon vanilla and confectioner's icing. Perfect for tea parties. I located a family recipe and worked on it today. Unsurprisingly, they tasted exactly how I remembered. Family recipes have those special ingredients, love memories, and tradition. These are bite-sized anginetti, and they yield approximately 40 small cookies. One teaspoon of vanilla extract, one teaspoon of lemon zest, six tablespoons of butter, half a cup of skim milk, half a cup of regular sugar, or a sugar substitute, three whole eggs or three quarters cup of egg beaters, three and a half cups of all-purpose flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, a half a teaspoon of baking soda. For the icing, use a teaspoon of vanilla extract, a tablespoon of fresh squeezed lemon juice, one cup of confectioner sugar or a confectioner sugar substitute, one tablespoon of water. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees while lining a large cookie sheet with parchment paper or aluminum foil in a large mixing bowl. Beat the vanilla, lemon zest, margarine, milk, and sugar with electric mixer on the medium setting until the texture is well blended. And I meant butter, not margarine. So that's in the large mixing bowl, beat vanilla, lemon zest, butter, milk, and sugar with the electric mixer on medium setting until the texture is well blended. Add eggs one at a time, beating each addition, and then continue to beat the mixture for one minute. On low speed, blend in the flour one cup at a time the baking powder and baking soda until the consistency becomes firm and it becomes a sticky dough. If needed, have a wooden spoon available for mixing. Dust hands lightly with additional flour, rolling the dough into bite-sized balls. Place approximately 20 onto a prepared cookie sheet spacing two inches apart. Bake 10 to 12 minutes or until light golden brown. For the icing, while the first batch is baking, combine the vanilla, lemon juice, sugar, and water into a small mixing bowl, whisking the ingredients until the mixture is completely blended. Remove the cookies from the oven, placing a sheet of wax or parchment paper beneath a wire rack. Using a small pastry brush, frost the tops of each cookie with the icing. Sprinkle with additional confectioner sugar and transfer to a rack for cooling. Then begin the second batch. And as always, for those that need to eat gluten-free, you can substitute gluten-free flours for the regular flour in this recipe. You can also substitute uh, sugar substitutes for any of the sugars in this recipe. Enjoy.
my special guest today is Ormi Hossein, and she is the author. She's got a very interesting story, but she's also the author of a book called Discovering Your True Identity. And she's also employed full-time in the financial service and financial services industry, but she has a really interesting story to tell with the book that she just wrote. It was just released about two months ago, Discovering Your True Identity. Ermi, um, thanks so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> Good. So, and by the way, I guess I'll just mention as a side note that she was born in Italy and, and lived in Italy for a while. But I guess I wanted to ask you first, um, how did you decide to do this book, Discovering Your True Identity? Um, so I actually decided to write this book well, it was not uh, in my plan, at least not for this year. Uh -huh. uh, I always had a plan of writing a book, but I never knew what I wanted to talk about. Uh -huh. And then I was inspired by another girl who wrote uh, something similar, um, like the one that I have uh, written. So uh -huh. I read her book and I felt very much inspired. So I reached her out and I said, okay, how did you publish your book? How did you write your book? Right. And she told me that her main reasoning for writing the book was just to co-op with the difficulty that she was going through in her life uh -huh. and she was like oh I just self-published it and she said there is a lot of available resources online so then I was like you know what I think I want to do something like that too where I just want to express all my emotions and my frustrations okay. and then um, what happened is I read this book which says like how to write a book in 30 days so I read uh -huh. that and then I was like okay I'm gonna do the same thing uh -huh. too so I read that book and then right after, like literally in June, I started to write off my book and I just, I was just motivated. I just had this drive and I was like, okay, I'm going to write it and yes. I'm just going to go ahead and just write down all the thoughts that I have in my mind and then I'm going to work on it after. So I had an initial draft ready uh -huh. um, and then uh, after doing the, the initial draft, I was like, okay, this is how I want to divide each chapter and this is where, this is what I want people to know. So in this book, I do talk about a little bit my experience um, being a tour culture kid because um, mm -hmm. I was born and raised in, in Italy and my parents are from Bangladesh. So it was a little bit of a struggle for me to like fit into like the, into like the Italian world, but also in the Bengali world so sometimes I, I never felt like I was good enough for either one of the world and uh -huh. I do talk about a little bit of episodes of me like going to school to Italy or uh -huh. you know having Italian friends yes. or things things like that so it was just something that came up like literally this year but it wasn't in my plan like it was eventually my plan to write a book but not this year so I, I just went with it to this year so what was your experience like I, I know you were born in Italy um, were, you know, was it easy to make friends? Like, were people accepting of you? Cause you're not Italian. I mean, you're Italian <laughs> because you're born there, but your family is from Bangladesh. So certainly you have that culture, you know, um, it, that's your family's culture. So were people accepting of you in Italy? Was it easy to make friends? Yeah, it was, it was very easy, actually. Like for me, everything was super easy. I know that even for my Italian friends was something new as well, because the schools I attended, they didn't have a lot of immigrant kids. So even for them to see someone who's like technically like different, like at least right. aesthetically different was something 
uh, new to them, but it was very easy for me to integrate and I never felt like I was less of anything. And so I integrated really, really well. And I, I would say that my closest friends are actually Italian because that's where I felt like I could be myself. But then uh-huh. I knew that there was a little bit of clash when I would go home because I had so much of that open-minded mentality going on. Yes. So uh-huh. when I would go back home, there was a little bit of like, I felt like I was clashing a little bit because, uh-huh. you know, it's a very uh, strict culture, the Bengali culture, and okay. it's very conservative. So I, I always oh. felt like it was clashing in a way. Yeah. Yes, yes. How about dressing? Like, is there, since you're mentioning conservative, and I know Italy is not extremely conservative when it comes to dressing. So how is that? Um, where, you know, I'm sure your parents had some strict rules. And in Italy, it's, it's a lot more open as far as the way you dress. Yeah, so my parents were, they were okay with how I was dressing, but of course, like, you know, they always wanted me to be covered. Uh-huh. And often in times, they would also tell me to wear like traditional clothes when I would go out and stuff like right. that. So I remember when I would do that, I would have people staring at me because as I mentioned before, this was new to them. So they didn't know what kind of clothes we wear. So, oh, when I yes. would, so when I would go out, let's say for like things like grocery and stuff like that, and I would wear those type of clothes, I always felt like people were like staring at me. Mm-hmm. And when I would go to school, I would just wear a normal uh, clothes, you know, shirts, t-shirts and stuff like that. But right. of course, th- there was also that type of clash as well, because I did have sometimes my friends, my Italian friends ask me, okay, why am I, do I not see you ever wearing like mini skirts or uh-huh. showing off your legs? And I would always tell them it's because it's prohibited from the actual culture. Right, right. Exactly. Yes. I, you know, I know in Italy, they always want you to wear mini skirts yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're more open as far as dressing, but I would assume that was a more a stricter, um, yet a, your culture is definitely stricter, um, than that, but that's really nice. So you were able to integrate. How about like the foods and things? Were you able to find foods that, well, you were born in Italy, so you're going to be you know, probably used to eating there, but I'm assuming your family probably made their typical food. So were you able to adjust with um, the way the Italians eat and eating there and, and getting your own foods there? Were you able to find things? Uh, yes. Yeah, so at home, my parents would make a lot of Bengali food because that's what they eat. So they exactly. like we use a lot of spices and, and a lot of spicy food. So I was not used to it, to, to be honest. Uh-huh. And every time I would come back from school, I would tell my mom, no, I want to eat pasta. So I'm a big pasta eater. I love uh-huh. Uh and I would every time I would see rice I would always make complaints and be like no I want to eat pasta but this Uh is the thing my parents even though they like like to eat uh, Bengali food rice chicken curry and stuff like that they still also um, integrated the Italian food at home so they would make like lasagna they would make you know pasta and stuff like that and and I think that's where it started my love for pasta because they actually introduced me to pasta and Uh then in Italy uh, when you go to school basically I think primary school uh, because it's like 8 30 to 5 o'clock you have this two hours lunch break where you have to eat at school it's um yes. it's a program like offered by the by the schools where you have to eat and there I would yes. eat like a lot of Italian food and I think that's how 
my love for, for Italian to just grow and grow. Yes. And so uh, I love, like, if you ever ask me which cuisine do you like, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to tell you I love Italian food because I, I just find a lot of satisfaction and content when I eat Italian food. And, and, and I'm told that the school food is pretty good also, it's, right? It's super good. It's super yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was told, yes, many times. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's how, and there are ways to incorporate you know, uh, to kind of blend cultures in foods too. Like you might be able to make some pasta dishes with some of the spices you're used to. So um, I know know I've done that with different, (laughs) not traditional Italian spices, but spices that are actually have health benefits to put them in, you know, different dishes that are not traditional spices. So there are ways to incorporate that and kind of do a nice, blend of of the culture so that's great so you were able then to um to assimilate into the culture there in italy eating wise and going to school you said making friends and so is there a community i know different countries and even italy i i know there are different areas where they have like a community of people from different areas did you like, were you living in an area that might have been a community of people from Bengali, you know, people that were from Bengali? Or- um, not exactly. So I would say that everyone that was basically people that were from Bangladesh, they were pretty much scattered all over Italy. Uh-huh. And even within city, we didn't have an actual area. They would say, okay, this is just for this kind of people. We were all pretty much like spread all, all, all over the city. But right. when we would gather uh, together, we would always go to the specific place, like to a, a specific like piazza. That's how we call it. Uh, yes, the piazza. Uh, piazza. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we did have like also big communities back when I was living there. So we did have a lot of, a lot of people from Bangladesh. We yes. had people from other communities as well. But yes. now a lot of people have moved out from Italy. Like they all went to other countries. They went to UK. Uh, they went to other places. But back in the days, we did have a big communities and we were pretty much spread uh, all over Italy, everywhere, basically. So Bangladesh is the country you're from. And I said Bengali, but is Bengali the culture? Tell me what the two the differences so bangladesh is the place that your your family's from and bengali is Is the people are the people is the people from bangladesh okay okay that's the that was my mistake um but yes just so every my listeners know too so um well that was nice that you didn't just (laughs) stick to a community of people from bangladesh because you know you're living in italy so you want to try and assimilate you know also into the culture there as well but I do I do remember I know even in Rome there were different pockets in different neighborhoods of people from different countries you know and there would be stores that sold the types of products foods and all that that they um that they were accustomed to yes yeah so that's nice. well that's a really nice experience so are you you're not are you still living in Italy no <laughs> I, I moved to Canada I've been living in oh, Canada okay. so you're time. in Canada yeah. yes yes okay okay so yeah. but that's a nice experience that at least you got to you got to live there and experience that also and um 
So how is it living in Canada now? Same thing, like you're able to assimilate and and all of that? Yeah, Canada, it's more uh, like a melting pot because... Uh-huh. Because in Italy, we didn't have, like, we do have immigrants, but we don't have that many. Like, right. you see much more Italian people. But yes. in Canada, I feel like you see a little bit of everything. And it's not like a small proportion of this, a small proportion of that. You see a little bit of everything in an equal proportion. Mm-hmm. And so I feel, I feel like it's much easier to assimilate in Canada. And it's much easier to find people that are from mixed backgrounds. It's not just one background. You have people yes. with like two or three backgrounds. And I think yes. that's what makes Canada so interesting. And I have met a lot of a lot of Italian people in uh, in, Canada, in Canada, which is why yes. I think I like it because I feel like you feel less at uh-huh. home. And we do have a lot of Italian stores yes. that, you know, import food from Italy. So you, yes. you don't really feel like you're missing home besides, of yes. course, the city and stuff like that. Yes. But we do have a very big community of Italian people in Canada, for sure. Definitely. Yes, I, I know. I know they mm-hmm. do. Yes, I've even had some products sold there that um, in specific pockets of, you know, there's large Italian communities. That's great. That's great. Well, Armi, so tell people where they can find your book, <laughs> um, Discovering Your True Identity. That's the title, right? It, it's called Discovering Your Identity. Your Identity. Every, every- a rebirth from interracial struggle. Uh-huh. Uh, so my book is available on Amazon and anyone can purchase it. Um, I also have a blog so people can follow, yes. subscribe to my blog. It's called myways.ca. I also have a YouTube channel. It's my full name, Urmi Hossain. And people can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, they just have to type my name, Urmi Hossain. Okay, and I'll try and have that on the website for this show, the MarieLiberatiShow.com, so people can follow you also. That's great. Well, thank you for being on and uh, much success with the book. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show. And as always, thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, and my special guest this week, author and culture expert, Arme Hossein. And you can find me, as mentioned, you can find me at Taste Philadelphia, a festival of food, wine, and spirits at the Valley Forge Convention Center on October 21st and 22nd. I'll be there with Kurt Russell and a lot of other celebrity chefs. Yes, that's right. Kurt Russell will be joining us this year. And uh, let's see, in Lancaster, I will be at the uh, Festival of Food, Wine, and Spirits, November 11th and 12th. And you can get tickets online That's Taste Philadelphia on October 21st and 22nd and the Lancaster Festival of Food, Wine, and Spirits on on November 11th and 12th. Lots of great food, lots of great chefs. I'll be there doing sampling from my latest book and a book signing and I'll probably be on stage cooking also so please join me and you can find me at marialiberati.com you can find my book series the basic art of italian cooking and the book that i read from today the basic art of italian cooking diary seasons 
at artoflivingprimamedia.com and marialiberati.com on Amazon and Kindle and really anywhere books are sold. You can also find me on Instagram at Maria Liberati, on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, on Twitter at Maria Liberati, on Pinterest at Maria Liberati, on LinkedIn at M Liberati. And let's see, you can also find me on my Roku channel, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking by Maria Liberati, the Maria Liberati channel on YouTube. Until next time, peace, love, and pasta.